welcome everyone to another uh, edition of the Arthur Companies podcast. My name is Patrick Erickson, and with me today is Brandon Hokana. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good today. That's good. That's good. Brandon, um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. What you do for the Arthur Companies to start with? Well, to start off, I work as an agronomist uh, for the Arthur Companies out of our Pillsbury location. I've been with the company just over 10 years now. Uh, Started off uh, in Page, and then when we built Pillsbury, uh, moved over to our Pillsbury location. And uh, as uh, time has gone here, my role has uh, evolved a little bit, uh, moving into uh, some more uh, specific work in adjuvants, which we'll visit on today, and and few other pet projects along, with variable rate and things along that lines as well. Yeah, Brandon Brandon has been our, our expert in variable rate technology for, for the company for many years. So um, we're happy to have Brandon on the team, happy to have him here. So Brandon, um, personally, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my background, I grew up on a farm and ranch uh, just outside of Ellendale, North Dakota. Uh, family still, still operates down there and... Uh, uh, after leaving high school, went on to North Dakota State University. Good uh, choice. Yes. Yeah, go bison. Uh, double majored in uh, crop and weed science and animal sciences and uh, started started here uh, with the Arthur Companies in 2011, right out of school. And Good deal. Been here since. Brandon, you still have family farming, is that correct? That is correct, yep. Uh, looking, uh, looking forward to a little better cropping year versus last year. Uh, with the uh, fighting this year it's fighting dust versus mud but it's different that line from about Aberdeen to Grand Forks that both Ellendale and Pillsbury sit in uh, have been awful wet the last really three growing seasons yes that is yeah we've been on the uh, pattern of wet 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 and now we are on the dry 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 pattern yeah it is it is a strange world that we live in that's for sure so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your family. You live in Valley City now, is that right? That is correct. Uh, my wife and I live in Valley City. I have a three-year-old and one-year-old, and my uh, wife uh, teaches at the high school. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So we are here to talk adjuvants today. This is the first podcast where we're really here to try to share some information with with anyone listening, particularly, obviously, the uh, the, the farmer customer in our in our trade area, that's uh, that's what we're here to do: is educate a little bit, talk through different adjuvants that we use on a regular basis. And Brandon, being um, tasked with finding some of our proprietaries, is a uh, expert in the matter. So, why don't we start just with talking, Brandon? Walk us through just the basic categories or classes of an adjuvant. Yeah, absolutely. So, to start off with adjuvants, uh, what they are are products that are going to either help uh, mix our pesticides in with our water carriers or liquid fertilizer carriers or help increase their efficacy in the field on the pests that we're targeting. So that that is why we use them. They don't have any activity themselves on actually killing weeds or killing bugs, uh, but they help enhance what we're doing with our other hard chemistries. Sure. Um, our there's really four main classes. Your traditional water conditioning agent like ammonium sulfate, which we've been using for years. Uh, then you have your oils that help uh, help cut that waxy cuticle on the outside of the leaf. Uh, that, that's your MSOs, your crop oil concentrates, uh, and kind of the newer high surfactant oil concentrates uh, such as Savvy. Uh, 
Then we have your surfactants. These help stick droplets to the leaf. They help keep, uh, uh, sometimes you hear them referred to as water wetters. Sure. They don't let the uh, spray droplets evaporate as quick when they get on the plant leaf. So that's your traditional non-ionic surfactant like Arthur 90. Uh, then we have your drift control agents. These are uh, uh, products that we've uh, heard more of as we've moved into the extend application system as being required. Uh, but these just help uh, keep more uniform uh, droplet sizes as we're making applications. All right. All right. So four, four major classes of adjuvants. And there are a bunch of different subcategories. Correct. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah, there is a... Uh, just inside the water conditioning agents, we have you know, your traditional ammonium sulfate. There is citric acid chelates. There's other chelating agents that can be used to help condition water for use with products like glyphosate or, or Liberty. Good deal. And, and, and I think that's a good segue to talk through kind of how we got to where we are. Because water conditioning agents, their primary purpose is to really sequester some, some um, heavy metals within a water tank. Yes, to, yeah. to protect a, a, a agent or a uh, active ingredient from tying up and then not being available for the plant. So you look at something like AMS, which we use a lot, right? Yes, we use a lot in both Liberty and glyphosate systems. The purpose of AMS in that situation is primarily just to tie up those heavy metals and leave the active ingredient available to be in the plant. Correct. Yep. That is correct. Yeah, it is to keep uh, from calcium and magnesium and iron and other other metals that we find in our in our water sources. But AMS has had a whole, gotten a whole lot of press since Dicamba came out. So maybe give us a little bit of color on why AMS has gotten so much press, so much talk at the farm gate since Dicamba and beans arrived into the market. So when you add ammonium sulfate to a, to a uh, spray tank, it does a couple of things. First one, like we talked about, it binds up the calcium and magnesium and hard water ions that are there. The second thing it does is it lowers the pH of the solution that's in the tank. And as we lower pH of the total solution inside the tank, and you add dicamba to that tank mix, that dicamba salt, whether that be BAPMA in Ingenia or the DGA salt in, uh, in Extendamax, that allow, as you lower the pH, that salt and the dicamba acid break apart, and you have free dicamba acid, which is easily volatile and moves off target quite a bit easier. So that is why we've seen the extend application system not allow ammonium sulfate in order to keep them, to keep the dicamba acid from becoming available or becoming apparent inside the tank. Right. And, and more volatile outside of the tank. No Correct. Doubt. Yeah. Yes. And if we back up, and I think it, I think it would make some sense here if we back up a few years to Roundup Ready uh, One systems uh, becoming popular, and what we did with adjuvants. Tell us a little bit about what we did with adjuvants twenty years ago in a primarily Roundup tank versus today. In a primary Roundup tank, we did we had two things to accomplish. One of them was to condition the water to keep from tying up glyphosate, so that was where we used ammonium sulfate. And then if uh, for some of you, you may remember the days of unloaded glyphosate that yeah. did not have a surfactant system built into it like a Roundup Power Max does today. Right. We occasionally had to add a non-ionic surfactant to that tank mix. Yeah. So that, that was our adjuvant system. It, yeah. it was AMS and 
and non-ionic surfactant if you didn't need, or if you didn't have a loaded glyphosate product. Yeah, it was it was a lot different than what we're worried about, and and then we today that is, and and we went from straight AMS to just a kind of a potpourri of water conditioners at cut rates that seem to work. And you look at 2008, and glyphosate was just just annihilated any weed that it touched, almost no matter how you treated it. Yeah, a uh, 22 ounces of Power Max and yeah. and eight and a half pounds a hundred of dry ammonium sulfate and Go spray all day. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, if you didn't let your weeds get too big, that was just too easy. So it, it, we're coming off of it being quite easy. That's that's for sure, right? Yeah. How about how about today? We've got we've got three primary systems in soy and soybeans primarily, okay? Dicamba, Enlist, and Liberty. And and we're we're starting to kind of combine those. Those traits are getting stacked in a soybean plant, and and it's getting uh, maybe a little less complicated, but but not really. Tell us a little bit about that. So as, as we've we'll start with the extend system, just yeah. because that's a one that has the most restrictions on it as it comes to tank mixing at certain adjuvants. So first off, like we'd visited about earlier. Any extend application, you will not use dry ammonium sulfate right. because of that pH, uh, adjusting the pH in the tank. So that is, that limits our abilities to uh, condition water for for both uh, glyphosate that's usually in on that uh, extend tank mix. So we've yeah. had to move to things like uh, we've had to move to chelating agents that actually go in and bind up them hard water molecules but do not change the tank ph ph and and it should be should be noted that one of those during that time frame when there was just a pile of different water conditioning agents there the lower the ph that you got your spray tank the better glyphosate worked yes you absolutely could, yeah glyphosate is one that is strictly built it's a acid to begin with in its natural form and it likes to be in very low yeah. tank pHs. So the yeah. lower we can to make glyphosate work, the the lower you can drive the pH, the better. Yeah, there were there were actually products that literally had a corrosive placard to <laughs> ship it out, and now here we are. So when you've got to review here, when you've got both dicamba and glyphosate in the tank, you you can't pick an adjuvant that's perfect for both of them. No, correct. N- not possible. Okay. In a perfect world for glyphosate, we're going to drive pH as low as possible. For Extendamax, in order to prevent Extendamax or Ingenia to keep them from vol- getting into a volatile form of dicamba, we need to keep tank pH closer to neutral or 7 pH. So that, that's created some issues on how do we... How do we balance that? And there's been some good products that have come to the market that have allowed for... Um, allowed for water conditioning using different methods, uh, like the chelating agents sure. we're talking about. Yep, yep. How about, how about Enlist and Liberty? Now, those systems are often tank mixed with glyphosate as well. So walk us through a little bit of your adjuvant choices there. So in for a Liberty application, one of the most important things with Liberty is actually providing nitrogen. So we're still going to look to get that real ammonium sulfate in the tank in order to have that nitrogen source. Uh, the way glypho- Liberty or glufosinate or Liberty works is that it actually stop or it actually creates nitrate poisonings inside the plant. That's how it kills it. So if we can every little bit of extra nitrogen we can apply, that's a good day. So with li- when making straight Liberty applications, 
the recommendation is still three pounds an acre of dry ammonium sulfate. Yeah, and and I think it's interesting to note here that in this situation, the AMS is not as much sequestering heavy metals in the spray tank, and and more so actually adding as a companion in killing the the, yep. the weed with the liberty. Yep. yep, we're kicking in extra nitrogen so that accumulation of nitrate in the plant is faster, yep. and you get a faster and more efficacious kill. Cool. Uh, as we move into the enlist system, uh, there are approved adjuvants. Uh, now, the enlist system does allow dry ammonium sulfate with it, uh, just because that uh, disassociation of uh, the salt that's used for uh, the uh, choline salt that is used uh, for enlist one or enlist dual for the 2,4-D does not disassociate as easy at lower tank pHs. So we're able to use ammonium sulfate in on them systems, okay. and and Ideally, in a 2,4-D world, if we could get a little bit of oil on board to help strip that cuticle on the outside, we will see increased performance. But that oil isn't necessarily needed for, or is actually not recommended for Liberty applications. All right. Excellent. So maybe maybe back up here a little bit. I, I feel, feel like we've done at least in a uh, 120 seconds, decent job of talking through the, the soybean market, uh, soybean herbicide market. But at... at in general, walk us through kind of the, the the kind of heat that a particular surfactant brings to the table. Okay, whether it be non-ionic surfactant or or an oil of some sort. What's what yep. range them for us? Hottest yeah. to coolest. Yeah. So hottest to coolest. Uh, the and and this is going to be looking at how we get herbicides into the plant. You know, which ones are get products in the quickest and the most efficacious. So you start off the lowest grade is going to be your surfactants because all all they're doing is reducing the water the tension of the water droplets and allowing that droplet just to spread out further on the uh, leaf surface sure. don't bounce off right. things like that so yep. they just they put it there right the next step up is crop oil concentrates now this is a uh, these are products that we typically don't use much of anymore just because we've moved further on from them. Uh, but they are a they are a vegetable oil that helps mm-hmm. break down the outside waxy cuticle of a plant. When you break down that waxy cuticle, then it allows the herbicide quicker translocation into the plant. Uh, the next step up from there is going to be your methylated seed oils. Then break down that waxy cuticle much quicker and much more thoroughly and allow for very quick uptake of herbicides into the plant. So for tank mixes with things like uh, Flexstar or Bassagran, we use typically methylated seed oils to help get them products into the plant and working. Yeah, those are are contact killers, right? Yep. So if they don't actually disrupt the tissue in in as much, kind of do as much damage as possible, they're not going to work. They're not going to work as well. Nope. So you've got to get it done. Yeah, and is there, are there environmentally, Brandon? I mean, tell us a few situations where you might might change that recommendation um, from from a surfactant up to an oil. Yeah, uh, let's let's just look at uh, Bassagran and uh, Flexstar. Them are, them are two ingredients that we that are contact, um, and really are their performance is really driven on how thick that waxy cuticle is on the outside of the plant. So we're looking at potentially a drier summer coming here. Um, 
a defense mechanism that plants use from drying out is by putting more wax on the outside of their leaves. So if we're in a drier, con- drier, warmer conditions this summer, we could have weeds that have very thick cuticles on the outside. In order to get through them, we're probably going to go to MSO. Yep. If you've been historically using maybe like a, a, a basic blend product like linkage with your Bass Grant applications, you might have to go up to a crop oil or a methylated seed oil Sure. In order to get the penetration of the product into the plant that you're desired yep. to get the to get desirable control. So that that's gonna factor on how thick our cuticle is. And then also comes in the factor of how hot yep. is it when we're right. when we're spraying too. So healthy healthy weeds die easy and uh, uh and sick weeds sometimes are the most offensive weed you can find, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Common lambs quarter on dry years in Liberty can be a very tough one. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit here about, um, about your own work here in the last year. You've been tasked with finding some adjuncts for us as we've been, as we've set out on a direction as a company to increase the amount of proprietary unique to Arthur Company's products that we, we, we release. I know just this 2021, we've got Arthur Elevate being released and uh, you were instrumental in finding that for us. So tell us a little bit about the work you did there. So last summer, we started working into finding a unique adjuvant to aid in the Enlist platform. And down that road, we worked with several trusted uh, manufacturers. We did internal replicated work, uh, playing around with all different types of surfactants and water conditioning agents and combinations of them in order to see if we could increase efficacy of Liberty, Enlist, and Glyphosate that are all used in that Enlist platform. And and we landed on what we have as Arthur Elevate, which okay. is a it is a premix of real ammonium sulfate and a unique uh, non-ionic surfactant that has uh, both surfactant and humectant properties to it. So that humectant properties... Uh, basically keeps the water droplet from drying too quickly on the outside of the plant. Okay. Uh, and as we're doing that, that is allowing for that ammonium sulfate that's in the tank mix not to crystallize on the outside of the plant before it gets in. Sure. So that that that's what we're, you know, we went after and searched for, and we played around with some cut rates of liberty on some awfully big weeds last year. And, yeah. And... With what we found in Arthur Elevate, the, the performance is uh, comforting to see there that we can have a one tank mix that can increase efficacy of not just Liberty, but also glyphosate and, and the Enlist One and Enlist Duo products. Awesome. Yes. And, and use rate per acre? Remind uh, us of this? Three and a half to seven pints per acre. Okay. Uh, you know, it's typical Liberty or glyphosate or even Enlist products, three and a half pints an acre is going to give you a sufficient load of ammonium sulfate and get a hold of a very unique surfactant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If we run into tougher uh, weed control conditions this summer, uh, you know, we start getting to some 8, 10-inch 10, 10 tall lambs quarter and it's uh, been very dry, yeah, we might have to bump Arthur Elevate uh, rates up a ways in order to get more control out of our liberty. Sure, yeah, yeah. 
Excellent. Well, we, we certainly appreciate the work you did on that. I, I remember looking at one of your replicated trials that I'm not entirely sure how our intern was able to spray them because <laughs> the weeds were shoulder high. So certainly had a year with all of uh, the pre prevent plant that we had to take a pretty good look at what herbicides can do with the right adjuvant in a really, really tough situation. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's fun when you can push stuff to the boundaries and yeah. Yeah. see what it really made of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I, a couple things to maybe to, to summarize here a little bit. I, I think it's important if you want to take home lesson here, guys, it's uh, it's that you, you don't treat your glyphosate like you treat your glufosinate. Okay. You don't treat your Liberty like your Roundup. You don't, you don't treat your enlist like you treat your Roundup or you treat your glufosinate. And, and that's, that's important for the soybean uh, grower here going forward. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah, and I, I think a solid take-home message is that there is not one adjuvant that is perfect yeah. for every product that you're going to use on the farm. Yeah. You're Depending on crop, depending on weather conditions, visit with your agronomist yeah. and find out what the proper adjuvant is for your very particular situation. Absolutely. So we, uh, with that, I, I think we're about wrapped up at, we, we spent 21 minutes on adjuvants, which is, which is awesome. And, and we left things unsaid guys. So if anyone's listening and they have more questions about adjuvants, please reach out to your Arthur company's agronomist. We'd love to help out. Um, and, and perhaps throw us ideas for future podcasts. I mean, we didn't talk about clethodim in with glyphosate. We didn't, we didn't really talk through maybe the different herbicide classes, in, in corn and wheat and how to treat them. But what we hope to do here today is give everyone listening, everyone who, who's, who's tuning in, uh, just a baseline for decision-making. And the rest, well, come on in and see us. We'd love to help out. So, Brandon, any final comments? No, thanks for having me, Patrick. Right. And uh, best of luck to everybody with the 2021 growing season. Cool. Well, appreciate everyone. We'll, we'll see you next time.